She's Tori. And he's Nick. And this is I Want to Rewatch. An X-Files adjacent podcast. In search of... Reincarnation. This episode's story is by Hans Holzer, with narration written by Robert L. Long. <laughs> Both Holzer and Long produced the episode as well. <laughs> it's edited by John Dabney, with assistance by Gene Holscher, or maybe Jean. I don't know. The series is hosted and narrated by Leonard Nimoy, and it originally aired on Saturday, February 11th, 1978. There are people who claim to remember events that happened in a former lifetime. It is a strange phenomenon called reincarnation. There's the story of Maria, a little girl who lived a long time ago in a coastal village of France. And then the Frankenstein monster threw her in the water. Oh no, poor Maria. Oh, sorry, wrong episode. Maria's not really a French name. Anyway, it's fine. <laughs> They're really close to Spain right there. It's like, you know. Yeah, I guess that's true. You, I guess you wouldn't have to be of French heritage to live there. Or it's made up. I mean, that's what I was suggesting, but I feel bad now. (laughs) Maria had a special touch with living things. It was said she could cure animals and people of illness. That's nice. That's cool. The villagers called her a witch and hunted her down in the night. Oh, that's not nice. A girl living now remembers every detail of that horrible night. As though it had happened to her. Perhaps it did. Ruth McGuire is convinced she has lived before. She remembers a specific place where this other life began. The smallest details are clear in her mind, though she had never been there. Ruth McGuire remembers more than where her past life began. She remembers how it ended. In search of reincarnation. Dun, 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 theory and conjecture. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. Both of these stories don't sound like they ended nicely. No. no. So my hot take of this episode is kind of a little spicy one, but like I actually really enjoy reincarnation stories. Like sometimes you can search on Reddit and there are like threads of people telling like creepy things their kids said that sounded like a past life. Or stories of, like, you know, some little girl who used to talk about this and then they found proof. And, like, I don't believe that those are reincarnation stories. I think there are explanations for how that happened. Like, there's always somebody who's like, no, no, my nephew had never watched TV, so he couldn't have known the word, you know, or whatever it is. And you're like, okay, I'm sure that's, I'm sure you heard it somewhere. It's fine. But I find it really fascinating And the good ones usually do come from kids and they all have some form of corroboration. Like this is totally made up, but like a story, like my kid said he died when this barn burned down. And one day we drove past this farm and he started screaming that this is where he died. So like we pulled over and we talked to the owner and we learned that a hundred years ago, there had been this horrible barn fire that killed two people or, you know, something like that. Where like, at least there's some attempt 
to like connect what people are saying to like some historical record. Like even in the ghost episode, Hans Holders did that a little bit with like the stories mm-hmm. of like the supposed medium. Whereas here, there's nothing like that. They just people just spout stuff off and say, This was my past life, and it's bullshit. It's bullshit. And the stories are all pretty boring too. I mean, I would argue that this stuff is bullshit too. I mean, it is, but but like at least it's entertaining bullshit, right? Because at least they're going, I saw a ghost and we learned that with the history of this house, you know what I mean? Like it it, stuff matches up. And even if there are ways to know that without channeling a ghost or living your past life, at least like it's kind of fascinating. Whereas here it's just like, oh, Cindy said that she was blah, blah, blah in this era. And then they just kind of move on. It's like, okay, good for her, I guess. Yeah, I will. And we'll talk about it maybe during the discussion or maybe after the discussion. I don't know. I actually do. And this this sounds awful, but I, I actually do feel sorry for some of these people because I think they are dealing with stuff that is just being handled differently than maybe it should be. Right. But, like yeah, maybe they have yeah. trauma or other problems that they could yeah. actually work on. With like but instead... their chi- maybe how their childhood went or just like how their life is going, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, but yeah. anyway, I've never reincarnation has never been a thing that I've really given a rat's ass about because there's just too many problems with it when you yeah, actually for start sure. thinking about it. So, yeah, but we shall see if this episode can draw me in or not. It's got <laughs> our right. boy Hans Holzer. So whew. I know. I know he's your favorite. So yeah. I was like Which so I, excited. I, I know. I, I tend to call him Hans Holzner a lot because I want to put an N in there. So if I do that, forgive me, but it's it's Holzer. Mm-hmm. So I think it's because hands and then yeah. holes and her. So, but it's hands holes her. So, yeah. Anyway. So we learn that men of vision are rare in any time. Henry Ford was such a man. Yeah. He was also a huge anti-Semite coming off a lapse episode. Talking about that. And vehemently anti-union. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. He also apparently believed he was immortal, which, okay, cool. Good for him, I guess. Mm-hmm. And that his soul would be reborn and inhabit another body. I mean, I imagine that's just because he was a pretentious dick and figured he was super important. And so, therefore, why wouldn't he be immortal? You know, but yeah, he's not a good dude. Read about him. No, he wrote a book called The International Jew, which was not something like a book of praise. So leave it at that. (laughs) Reincarnation is a belief that has been expressed by every civilization known to man. The cycles of birth, death, and rebirth are called karma. Karma means the soul progresses from body to body, life to life, until it achieves perfect harmony with the universe. Yep, it's just another form of pie-in-the-sky bullshit to rationalize the suffering of people so you don't have to worry about taking care of people. Like, it's okay that your life sucks now and that you're a slave or are poor because, you know, in the afterlife or in the next life, things will be better. It's bullshit. Mm-hmm. This episode, I'm going to be crabby in this episode. Just, just yeah. It, so, yeah. Well, and it's also the idea of like, well, we can't help you because you have to suffer to achieve enlightenment or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or does it matter because in eternity things will be great? So yeah. this is just, you know, once you shed your mortal coil. Um, yeah. Which, I mean, you can't because you're thinking like, fuck, my life sucks so bad. Maybe I should shed my mortal coil. But if you do that, that's a sin. And then you don't get to have a nice eternity. So, yeah, they they get you coming and going, honestly. So, <laughs> yeah. Dr. Helen Wambach is a clinical psychologist doing reincarnation research in San Francisco. 
She uses hypnotic regression to guide a journey through time and space. <gasps> and she missed a calling doing voice work for Halloween specials because I seriously kept it waiting for her to say, my dearie, because she totally <laughs> yeah. had like a witch voice. She does. So, she does. Yeah. And also, they even say it explicitly in the episode. Her hypnotic regression is blatantly hypnotic suggestion. Like, she's, like, all giving them ideas. And then she's all, like, now choose. And then she's all, you have chosen. And I'm, like, I didn't choose anything. My mind was totally blank. Did you choose anything? No, I didn't choose anything. Ray? So, yeah, it was, it was hilarious. I'm, like, did 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 Dan Aykroyd watch this episode? I'm, like, that's a good line. I like that. I don't know. But, yeah, it just, I just started laughing when she did that. It was I did, too. And I definitely thought of Ghostbusters, too, when she was, like, you have chosen. I was, like, oh, God. Because she's, like, just, she's, like, she's got all these people laying on the floor. And then she's, like, okay. And she puts them in their hypnotic trance. And then she's, like, all. And then she starts just naming off continents. Like, South America. Da, 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 da. And she's, like, now choose. And then it's, all. You have chosen. And then they tell their stories. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is so fucking hilarious. It's so funny. But also, <laughs> it, it totally reminded me of that thing about, like, police interrogations where, like, they're, like, feeding people information without realizing it. This is far more blatant than that. But it's just mm -hmm. very much like, oh, well, how could he have come up with this? And it's like, you literally just told him that he, like, fought in the Civil War or whatever. Like, you yeah. literally just... <laughs> That wasn't even something that popped into his brain. Probably so like, on the side of the South. <laughs> no, he's just the side of the South. I don't know why. She has regressed more than 2,000 people while searching for scientifically valid data on reincarnation, which I don't think is a thing. And also going back to that South thing, like, obviously, X-Files adjacent, right? Because the field where you because died Mulder, is totally yeah. what I was thinking of. <laughs> yes, oh, 100%. Thankfully, no one does voices in this episode, so yay. No. Oh, God, no kidding. <laughs> and if you want to know why that's annoying, listen to our episode about the field where I died. <laughs> so we learned that she has been searching for five years for this valid data, and she's never going to find it because it does not exist. She still hasn't found what she's looking for. Which I watched the video for this, and right in the very beginning, Bono is standing in an alley, and cops pull up on motorcycles and put on their lights, and he has to walk away down the alley. Um, and I was like, oh, are they going to jump him and beat him? I don't know. It was hilarious. But anyway, yeah. I think that like in Las Vegas. It's kind of funny. I don't think I ever watched the video. Yeah, um, I'm not a big YouTube fan, so. Well, it's very early YouTube, so. But still, yeah, the early stuff is not too bad. Yeah. She believes that some of us have lived past lives, then all of us have lived past lives. I mean, that makes sense. Because otherwise, you've got like new souls and you've got old souls, which again is part of the problem with reincarnation. Because if you're talking about an increasing population, then where are these like have people just been waiting like a long time to get a body? And then maybe because you know, that's kind of how some of these people, like psychics, like sylvia brown and other psychics like will claim that it works like you have like 30 lives or 40 lives and then you're done and then new people must come in so i don't know like i don't understand but... what if you're shit in all 30 like if the whole thing is you're supposed to be getting better like groundhog day like until you get your reward what if you're just shit all the time yeah you I... still just get 30 and then you go to like i think a you bad have place to... or something yeah. i mean you would have to ask someone who believes in that what what the consequences are of mm. not learning like, do you eventually get cut off? 
they're eventually like, look, you're not getting this. So we're just yeah. going to move you on to the this next level. clearly not working out for you. So <laughs> We're going to put you over in purgatory for a while until you can figure your shit out. Well, then also, too, we get the whole thing. Like some reincarnation is like, oh, you might come back as a bug. So you shouldn't like be mean to bugs. Right. And, that, and you know, you don't you're necessarily going to come back as a person. Yeah. Well, I mean, most so. people who believe in reincarnation do believe it's people. But yeah, I don't know. So how could Bob, a retired stockbroker, write and converse in an ancient language? I mean, it's not like he's he's not writing and conversing in hieroglyphics. He probably like got a, like it's not hard to like learn something, a little bit of something, and then just True. repeat it. So yeah, we yeah. have talked about that before, especially with like the man who would not die or whatever and how yeah. if you just learn a couple key phrases in different languages and people don't speak those languages you're going to seem very smart yeah but then if you meet someone who does speak that language and they try and start talking to you you're going to be kind of screwed so <laughs> to make excuses and run away we actually go into a lot of these stories some of the towards the back end I, we actually talk more about the people's stories like coming up here but a lot of these early ones were just like pff, whatever like because bob has a whole section literally then, like one line or like i did the and there's like yeah, nothing there's no corroboration there's nothing interesting about it at all i could literally say anything i could say mm -hmm. i was a firefighter in the 50s and like so what 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 does that mean yeah and, i made it up and Dr. Wombach, she has a system where, like, she usually doesn't, like, she does, like, some post-hypnotic suggestion so that when they're done with the session, then she can have them, like, answer a questionnaire and remember stuff. Because if you talk to them while they're in hypnosis, they usually don't like answering questions because they're, like, apparently enjoying the time in the past. And so they want to be bothered by someone saying, like, hey, can you tell me what it looks like over there? What are they talking about? <laughs> but she does that occasionally. She does that with Bob. And then also then has him do some stuff afterwards. So because he apparently repeats some stuff in ancient Egyptian and then writes some draws, writes. I'm not sure what you consider it for hieroglyphics, but puts some on paper. And apparently experts say that they are perfect and say what they're supposed to Whatever. Yeah. yeah, that's one of the only corroborations we even get, really. But even that's kind of weak. Well, and we don't get the credentials of the person saying that. That's so. true. Yeah. Sort of like in the pyramids one when we say like some scholars believe and you're like, okay, which ones? Because <laughs> I need some names. There's here. always gonna be some who yeah. Anyway. And then we see Leonard Nimoy walking through a cemetery. Ooh. It's a fascinating exercise, this probing of the unconscious mind for scraps of information about past lives. There are more practical aspects to the study of reincarnation. Trauma from a past life sometimes seems to spill over into the present. Is it possible that many physical and emotional problems which defy medical science can be cured through an understanding of this principle? <gasps> Reincarnation is like ghosts. They're just reliving the trauma of their past life. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> which is going to make sense. When we get to someone in a little bit, yeah, I was gonna say that it's very, <laughs> it's a very familiar concept for sure. Yeah, and you know who we're gonna talk to. We're gonna talk to Handholzer. So mm -hmm. we already said yeah. his name. So yeah, Shirley Krep tells us that in this lifetime, since early childhood, she has had a series of seizure type events that doctors and priests could not explain. Shirley, who is an adult, is the girl living now who previously lived as Maria. 
And so she's not a girl. She's an adult, I guess, because she used to be a girl. We can say she was a girl in the opening credits. I don't, whatever. I don't know. Anyway, and then Maria, remember, was believed to be a witch. So, yeah. So she, this is the person they were talking about, even they said it was a girl. It surely mm-hmm. is an adult. So Maria had been called to heal the child of a constable, and the child died. And that night, she got hunted down as a witch, accused of killing the child, because cab ain't new. Like, yeah. you know. So they were like, oh, couldn't save my kid. Well, you must be a witch. We're going to kill you. So, yeah. And then we find out, like, she tells a story. Like, they didn't burn her as a witch. But because she was being chased, she threw herself off a cliff and died. So that's cool. Yeah. After regressing and facing the nightmare of her death as Maria, Shirley's symptoms stopped. Could it be coincidence? I mean, yes. Yes, it could. Or could it be what it appears to be? an understanding of karma to calm the restless corner of Shirley's mind that is still Maria. I mean, they kind of tell you what it really is. Right yeah, there. well, what they think it really is, yes. That was a rhetorical question about it being a coincidence. Mm-hmm. So, Of Dr. Wambach's 2,000 subjects who experienced past lives, between 70 and 80% recall lives as working-class people or peasants. If they were making things up and this was fantasy... Wouldn't we expect more of them to tell stories about having been royalty? Mm? <laughs> I mean, there is kind of a thing where people who believe in past lives, you always hear like, oh, I was like Cleopatra or I was Elvis or, you know, I was Marie Antoinette. Like you always just hear that stuff. So people like to glomp onto famous people. But I mean, that doesn't prove anything. <laughs> I don't know. So, and then note, so this episode is going to use some totally not cool language here, as it often does. So, here we go. A group of white Californians were regressed to the 1850s, and many said they were Asian. Could they have been among the large groups of Orientals who were imported to work on the railroads? So, one, they weren't Orientals because people aren't Oriental. They were mainly Chinese immigrants, and they were not imported to work on their railroads they were basically enslaved so yeah yeah, there was a lot of indentured servitude and then also people who came here just needed jobs and they were forced into really hard labor because they They weren't products that we imported or exported they're people they're human beings yes yes and then we're asked are they still with us in new bodies so like chinese people hiding as white people in america oh my god (laughs) oh anyway how many pasts can a person have the work of other investigators may provide an answer. Dun, dun, dun. Commercial. <gasps> other investigators, you say? I'm curious. Yeah, Very I can't curious. imagine who that's going to be. I don't know. Why don't you tell us who it's going to be, Tori? So we learned about the old Chestnut Inn in Kent, Connecticut, and that it has a rich history. Oh. Ruth McGuire has quite a history herself. Many histories. <gasps> in 1857, she lived in India. Oh, she's old. Yeah. As a child, she picked up a 10 cent piece dated 1857, and she felt terribly depressed. The date meant something to her. So this was obviously not in 1857. This was probably like in 
based on her age, probably like in the 1940s, maybe. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing. So yeah. Ten cents in eighteen fifty-seven is equivalent to about three dollars and forty-one cents in February of two thousand twenty-three. In case yeah. you're curious. But finding ten cents is a good deal. Yeah. The coin itself may be worth more or less. We don't know. We don't know much about the coin. Yeah. But I'd be happy if I was a kid picking up a ten cent piece. But she apparently got depressed. Can tell Nick is bored because he's like doing math conversions on the amount of money <laughs> the ten cents would be. Well, I was like, she found ten cents as a kid, and she then she got depressed, and I'm like, okay, like if you found a dime, you'd be like, oh, I found a dime, but I'm like, fuck, how much was a dime worth in 1857? Like, what would that be equivalent be? And so I was curious, like, it'd be like finding like three and a half bucks. So yeah, Ruth had heard of Professor Hans Holzer, parapsychologist and author. <gasps> She invited him to probe her mind to find meaning for the date. Yeah, he keeps like, man, he just keeps popping up. I'm watching for that eyebrow, the left one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. As soon as they said his name and we see him get out of the car, I'm like, okay, I'm looking for that eyebrow. I'm going to find it. So we'll find out. <laughs> we learned that Ruth died at age 13 in Linden, a small village in the county of Rutland in the East Midlands of England, minus 20 years before her birth. So we're guessing at the end of the 19th century. Yeah. It sounds like it was a violent death. Yeah, because he's doing the thing where he's like taking her back, like you're five, you're three. I know, you're God, two. it's so annoying. And then, and then it's like, now we're going back before your birth, five years, 10 years, 20 years. So. Yeah. negative two you're negative three it's like oh my god we don't need to see all this cut to the good stuff yeah and i'm guessing on the she says Leiden, which i know in british stuff sometimes syllables are weird you know like worcestershire and all that kind of stuff so the only thing i could find that was close was this one is l-y-n-d-o-n and it seems to match the area of some other places she mentioned so i think this is it but it, it's yeah. spelt like linden but it's Leiden, i guess is how you say it but yeah so, but I don't know if that's actually the actual location in Rutland in the East Midlands, but it sounded like it based on some other stuff she said. Although she also said it's like her father was from Newcastle or her mother was, and they were like, where's your mother from? Where's your father from? And she's naming off all these places. So, yeah, I don't know. I do what I can. Yeah. So she also had another life, a crisis in a distant land. In Calcutta, India, the natives, quote unquote, did not want them there. No. And this was the Indian Rebellion of 1857, which was an uprising against the rule of the British East India Company, which functioned as a sovereign colonial power in India on behalf of the British crown. Mm -hmm. Its name is contested, and it is variously described as the Sepoy Mutiny, the Indian Mutiny, the Great Rebellion, the Indian Insurrection, the Revolt of 1857, and the first war of independence. Whew, that's a lot of names for one yeah. thing. You can kind of tell like which ones are coming from which side. A little yeah. Bit. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Like you know, the Indian Mutiny versus the first war of independence. Hmm, yeah, I can't which imagine <laughs> which side is which. Yeah. Hans Holzer takes Ruth back even further because he's that good at this. I thought he, he was is. just good at hunting ghosts, but apparently. He's also very good at past life regression. I mean, reincarnation is just ghosts that have like been reabsorbed, apparently. I guess, maybe. So <laughs> I mean, pretty much the way that he deals with ghosts is, yeah. Yeah. In this life, Ruth is in Holland, and it's 1613. 
She and her aunt and her mother are waiting in a cottage with a smoky fire that burns her throat. They're waiting to hear about passage to the new world. Then apparently they're on a boat and what sounds like an attempted sexual assault results in her falling overboard during the passage and she drowns in the Atlantic. Yeah, because she's like a big man pinned me against a wall and I'm like, oh shit. Though apparently they recovered her body and she had an out-of-body experience as people passed around her dead body. So. Yeah, which makes me think the story is fake as shit because they would not have gone back and picked her up out of the ocean if Mm-mm. she was on a schooner traveling to the New World nope, in the 1600s. Nope, she was just gone. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, you were gone. That's, that's how that works. <laughs> and then also they're not going to want to have a dead body on ship for like months. Right, because they're going to have to pull it off the – they're going to yeah. throw it off anyway. So yeah, it's pointless. Yeah. yeah. The session with Holzer and the concept of karma made sense to Ruth and explained so many things. The suffering of her past lives seemed to increase her chance of peace in this one. Yeah. So Ruth and then also Shirley, they're the ones that I'm talking about. Like, I kind of felt like they were dealing with shit. Like, two of Ruth's stories, because like her one about how she died when she was 13, when she's talking about it, it sounds like she was being chased down and like killed in the woods. So that may have also been like a sexual assault thing or something. I mean, she may be dealing with some like trauma in this life, unfortunately, that is being dealt with in this way. Mm -hmm. And then the same thing with Shirley, like she had like, she was having seizures as a kid. And there, those could have been from anxiety. And then, you know, just getting a solution, like even if it's not real, may have resulted in them actually stopping because it released that anxiety. So, yeah, like, it's just kind of like these people are dealing with some shit, I think, seriously. And it's just like, yeah, anyway, we never get to see that fucking eyebrow. Damn it. Yeah, we don't. I was surprised because this is a Hans Holzer episode. Like he wrote it. And he's in it, and I thought we were going to see him a lot. And we basically get, like, some back-of-his-head action and some really far distance of him, like, walking. But we never get a close-up side, I'm assuming. he's. What I think happened is that he used his powers to hear me talk shit about him in the future between Ghosts (laughs) and this episode. And so he made sure that he would not be on screen in this episode for me to talk shit about his eyebrow again because maybe I hurt his feelings. Yeah, I think it's probably more that he's trying to focus on the idea of reincarnation, but they don't, like, at least in the ghost episode, they went and tried to, like, track down some of these things and make sure that, like, the story had historical relevance, whereas here, yeah, there are historical events, but they don't go through records to try and find, like, a ship manifest where, I mean, I don't even think they get a well, name there's no for names. the Holland girl. Yeah, but it's There's just... no names for the Holland girl, there's no names for the stuff in India, except for, interestingly, she's white in all of these. So, yeah, but yeah, well, also she lives in Connecticut, so it's not surprising. Yeah, um, but yeah, yeah, anyway. Then we have another commercial, and then we come back, and in just like I think less than a minute, we meet Dr. William Yaney, who is a psychiatrist, and he spent years studying reincarnation and karma, and he basically believes that life is like a schoolroom. That is a very narrow section of reality where our souls are using expendable bodies and time and space to learn something. Don't know what, but they're learning something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's it. And then Nimoy tells us, Dr. Yanni believes the vast and complex cycle of birth, death, and rebirth must be controlled by a higher order of intelligence. 
someone must be minding the store, so to speak. Who or what that force is remains one of the great puzzles confronting mankind. I mean, is it? Because you're assuming that is true for it to be a puzzle. Yeah, I mean, If yeah. it's just made up shit, then it's not a puzzle. We don't need to worry about it. Hmm. They have a lot yeah. of loaded questions and statements in, in search of. They do. That. They do have a lot yeah. of loaded questions. Like, and there's, a lot a lot of of ass- there's a lot of assumptions built into what they say. Yes. So Because, yeah. again, it's that theory and conjecture. They're trying to impart a certain theory or reality that may not agree with our own. Yeah. So, did some research on the people in the episode. Dr. Helena Wambach was born in 1925, which makes her five years younger than Hans Holzer. And from a bio on the Journal of Regression Therapy's website, Helen Wambach, PhD, originally was an innovative therapist for disturbed adolescent girls. When she inadvertently confronted some of her own past lives, she changed direction and became one of the first great researchers in past and future lives. Her two books, Life Before Life and Reliving the Past Lives, tabulated details from hundreds of subjects in specific time periods and also explored pre- and perinatal experiences. She was a founding and honorary member of the APRT. Her death in August 1986 was a deep loss to the society. And then I had to figure out what the fuck APRT was, but I was able to find it finally. And that stands for the Association of Past Life Research and Therapies, which is now, and this is why it was harder to find, called the International Association for Regression Research and Therapies. Okay. So now it's I-A-R-R-T. Okay. I-A-R-T. So, yeah. Holzer was born in 1920, which you should already know based on the math, because I told you when she was born and she was five years younger. Anyway, and he died in 2009. You can check out our episode, Strange Visitors, April 2022, and Ghost, September 2022, for more on him. And in case you're new to this, he wrote over 100 books, and he was a fraud in a wide variety of paranormal topics, and his daughter is currently as well. So there you go. (laughs) And then, finally, Dr. William Yanni, who's actually going to be the biggest section here, even though he's a really small part. I know, he just kind of comes in at the end. He doesn't really do much. And I had a lot of trouble finding stuff on him, but what I found is, is, is gold. So... I didn't look super hard, I admit. I kind of like, you know, like third page Google kind of action, right? Sure, sure. I didn't do like big stuff. But interestingly, the only thing I can find on him is that he is mentioned once in an article in the June 1990 issue of Fate, wherein, quote, prolific author Hans Holzer discusses the truth and fictions of channeling and past life investigations. Oh. He wrote on pages 74 to 86. And so I'm going to read part of that for you. All right. He only mentions him once, but he is in the article. And this is pretty much the only thing I could find on him. So, anyway. Despite the fact of this first line, Dr. William Yanni, the eminent psychiatrist of Beverly Hills, California, includes reincarnation trauma in his treatment of patients. With a good trance medium as his assistant, he told one male patient that the terrible pains in his legs were due to having lost his legs in another lifetime. (laughs) The patient accepted the explanation and learned to live with his problem. Oh, good for him, I guess. I hope there were a lot of pain medications given to him as well. What the fuck? But unless there are specific data, such as names, dates, and places given, the past life material, even when it turns out to be beneficial to the patient, is rarely more than another psychological trick. Past lives are sometimes blamed for something done in this life that would otherwise be unacceptable socially. 
a publisher of esoteric materials and tapes of renown, divorced his wife when he met another young lady he fancied immediately. They had been together in another lifetime and felt they needed to rejoin in this one. So basically the article is him talking shit about people without naming them is what he's doing. Yeah, that's pretty funny because it does seem like he's kind of very pro past lives but it seems like in this article he's saying well most of these are bullshit though because we don't and this is not well this is 1992 so this is like at least 12 years later so wow but what i love is the next section immediately following (laughs) this passage is entitled how to avoid the frauds (laughs) how do you avoid being taken in by one of the fake past life readers they may well believe in their work and its authenticity there aren't that many conscious frauds among them, just some self-deluded people. And I'm like, dude, mirror's a bitch, hands. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. But that's the thing is like, it's one of those things that I find incredibly fascinating about like psychics and I guess past life regression experts and anyone who does this stuff is like trying to separate the true believers from the people who are just actively trying to scam people. And I think in a lot of cases, they're is some blur there because mm-hmm. i think a lot of these people really do delude themselves into thinking they have these like magical powers because that makes them special and then it helps them like fight off criticism because well you just don't understand the power or the suffering that i go through you know what i mean it gives them like well then like you get you get a, like you get reinforcement right and it just reinforces the cycle of like, yeah exactly and so it's just one of those things where i think it's a really interesting concept i love hearing about psychics and i love people debunking psychics and stuff like this because i think it's really interesting but i do think a lot about the people who are in those positions and how many of them are like really believe it how many of them are trying to believe it and how many of them are just straight up like no this is i'm just trying to get your money and like i think the latter group is probably a lot smaller than the just people who are straight up deluded and believe in these powers that they have but i don't know i mean i think there's definitely some overlap for sure i think at some point you might have to confront that your powers aren't necessarily real depending on situations i don't know yeah there's a link in the show notes for this entire magazine fate magazine june oh cool 1990 there's also a bunch of other ones too that you can read i would recommend checking them out because they are kind of great the cover of this one is all about the titanic and so oh. there's a big picture of the titanic sinking in the front but the best part of this article that hans holes wrote i think has to be there's a subheading that's earlier in the article because it's like 13 pages of the thing he wrote but one of the subheadings is aquinas and the space brothers <laughs> nice so yeah but yeah I would, yeah so if you're yeah it's on archive.org i've got a link for that issue and then you can go and look at other ones as well so yeah, yeah. they've got some back like in the 50s i think too like links to some of them but there's a, there's some big gaps where they don't have them but they've got mm-hmm. i think they have like all the ones from 1990 so nice. yeah. yeah but yeah it's just kind of great because it i'm thinking like 19, like i was alive i was 20 in 1990 and i'm looking at this and i'm thinking like this looks like if i was reading this in 1990 it'd be like wow this is like a magazine from the 60s or something it looks old (laughs) it looks old even though it was written in the 90s it's kind of great that's funny there's like there's like an article on the black dog and just all kinds of stuff you know like black shuck that kind of stuff so Mm -hmm. which we talked about in our cold check episode uh which one was that the devil one oh oh, oh. Yeah. yeah i can't remember either yeah but, but yeah, he, turns into, he turns into a black dog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. 
Yeah, I remember the episode. I just can't remember the title. The Devil's Candidate or something, something like that because he's oh, a politician. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It yeah, is something about that. Yeah. 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 It's mm. something like it's, it's That's not it, but it's close to that. I feel bad that I can't actually remember the uh, exact title. <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah, that's it. Boom. Yeah. If you're ever bored at night and you're just like, you can't sleep, you just like Google like Reddit reincarnation stories or like, creepy children reincarnation stories there's a lot of really like fun ones i don't know i just think they're fun to read i don't think any of them are true but i do think it's interesting and i love i love when people will fight tooth and nail to be like no my son has never encountered an astronaut he had no idea what that was so he couldn't (laughs) have made that up and it's like oh okay well he's three probably has friends in preschool and stuff like i'm sure you don't control everything that he intakes in his life but other than that, the stories are really fascinating. Some of them were creepy as shit. If a kid said that to me, I'd be like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. So I don't know. I think it's entertaining. I don't think any of it really means that they had past lives, but it's it's fascinating. You know, talking about that, like going in, one of the things I found, because I was trying to find stuff on Helen Wombat, because like she doesn't have like a Wikipedia page. None, none of these people, except for Hans Holzer, none of them have Wikipedia pages or anything. I mean, Henry Ford does, but fuck Henry Ford. <laughs> I did find, though, there's an archive that is on reincarnation research. And it has a bunch of sections and it's all the editors going back and forth talking about shit. It's fucking hilarious because they're like, well, you might think that's true, but obviously you don't know what you're doing. And they're going back and forth. <laughs> and like, they're like, well, that's fine, Carol. If you want to write an article about her, then maybe you should start one. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, it was great. So there's a link for that. Um, if you're bored, you can just, you can just search um, for <laughs> Helen Wambach in there. Her name is also spelled in, in the note above about her international journey of regression therapy. But you can just search for her name because it's kind of like in the middle of the of the thing. It's not all about her. It's just about that that section for reincarnation research. But there's just a whole bunch of just like editors like being bitchy to each other about about how like you can't <laughs> use that source because that source is bullshit. Well, I think it's fine. Well, yeah, you think it's fine, but it's bullshit. And it's, it's, it's <laughs> nice, great. nice. It's great. Yeah, you can. There's a wormhole there. You can definitely fall into. Woo-hoo. So, yep. all right. Have fun. And as we mentioned before, Hans Holzner, if you're also bored, that's what I thought you were going to say, was like like a ton of his books. I think like almost a, a hundred of them are available on archive.org too if you ever want to read some of his old books. Yeah. So, yeah. Not the ones about the prophecies of Elvis after he died. Too when bad. He like channels too bad. Elvis, unfortunately. But That is the stuff that I want to know. <laughs> so. Yeah. Because he apparently talked to Elvis after he died and wrote a book. Of course. Wrote two books about it, and but they're not available uh. on archive.org. Yeah. Mm. I bet Mulder has copies of those books. I bet he does. I, 100%. Yeah. Mulder totally does. Yeah. I Want to Rewatch is hosted by Tori and Nick and recorded in collaboration with Black Cat and Orange Tuxedo Studios. Episode production, design, and editing is by Lazy End Productions. Our music is Dark Science by David Hillowitz and The Truth is What We Make of It by The Agrarians. Our X-Files Adjacent episodes are where we cover television and films that are X-Files Adjacent. If you like them, listen to them. I mean, you're doing that now, I assume. And then tell other people about them, because that's awesome. And we'll be glad to have them join us. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, be sure to join us next time. And together, we'll try to figure out if the, the truth, truth is, is still out there. there.
Your notes say that we have answers. Do we have answers? Well, I have answers. I figured you would have answers too. I mean, I um, have ideas, but I don't know. 